Support for the Errol Gage podcast comes from the Yellow Conference, helping create entrepreneurial women become agents of good. Yellow is an annual conference aimed at equipping creative women to effect positive change in the world. Find out more at yellow.co. I'm Johnny Pickett, and this is the Errol Gage podcast, where we talk to people from around the world about their music, stories, and country. I want to start with a disclaimer. This is not an episode for audio purists. I had microphone difficulties and was forced to download some music from what sounded like a tin can. Anyway, regardless, this week I sit down with my friend Pooja from Kathmandu, Nepal, who brought a Nepali song that I still have a hard time pronouncing. Resam Firiri. What is it? Resam Firiri. Resam I chose that song because, um, because at least, um, in 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 the capital in Kathmandu, everybody would know it. Not entirely, I would say in Nepal, because uh, it's not unified in that sense. Um, um, I mean, there are so many, like still, like very remote places where you know, uh, you, I don't, I don't think I can expect like these songs have reached there. But it's a folk song, and that's the only song I, because it's it's been like you know. Um, um, I mean, it kind of represents like to the the touristy place also like in so that's where like you would see like small uh, like uh, like we have uh, this fiddle instrument called sarangi, and um, uh, so there are like that that instrument would represent as like our our um, let's say national instrument uh, kind of like you know so yeah so uh so people are selling those instruments like a small miniature version of you know so they would play that song and then most of it like i i always heard like uh those people playing that song particular song and uh all the foreigners like would love that song and they would remember that song from nepal like mostly so i thought like that would be something to represent uh, Nepal. That's why I chose that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed a lot of the comments were like English, like, "Oh, I remember Kathmandu. Uh, a street musician was playing this song, and I loved it." Thank you. 
beat and uh, it's very typical it goes with every you know uh, song uh, like if you want to like if you gather around and you know um, and then like start to sing like Nepali song like uh, somebody would play that in in that instrument and then you can sing any any song you mm. know <laughs> kind of like that so yeah it's a double-headed uh, small uh, drum like percussion uh, instrument and and yeah, i yeah I, I can't play the beat <laughs> but yeah it's a, it, that that instrument particular particularly would uh, uh, always like you know gives me like oh that's nepali that that's that's you know i would call but because because mostly uh, like uh, 
like songs um, like Nepali music would somehow like sound like some way in some way Indian you know um, and um, like popular songs popular genres and and there's this this particular like instrument and sarangi that would always give me oh that sounds like Nepali now hmm. so would you ever be offended if someone compared Nepali music to like Indian music no not at all I mean like um, I, I don't know uh, I, I always love Indian music like I, I, I grew up with Indian music listening to them because um, because we have uh, a very uh, uh, like Indian music and movies and everything like uh, everybody grew up with that like no matter like because media like you know we watch like Indian movies and Indian television and news channels and you know everything so being very close to India uh, and culturally also very close um, uh, I kind of like uh, you know like naturally you know, uh, got to know their culture and uh, never, uh, or like, I don't know how to say, like, as, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of like pleading you now. Uh, there is a, uh, 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 there's this feeling also where you want to say like, oh no, we are different. Like, you know, oh, like people here or like, you know, somebody would ask me like, are you Indian? And I would go like, no, I'm not. Like, you know, why would you say that? I don't look like Indian. Um, so, um, uh, but, uh, but with music, if you, if you ask me, uh, I really like Indian music and, um, it's just difficult sometimes to to um, like um, identify one you know like uh, completely like oh this is Nepali and this is uh, Indian um, but uh, uh, otherwise I don't mind I guess that's a long yes. <laughs> so, well I'm just thinking about outside influences would you say there's a good Tibetan? What, so that you'd say the Indian influence is probably stronger than like a Tibetan influence. I don't think um, because Tibetan, like uh, that's that's totally different. Um, um, I would say it's 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 different than like music wise because we have uh, like uh, Tibetan culture I mean inside Nepal and we are very close to it and it, um, so their music is uh, is a bit different I would say but uh, to the like regular I mean like like the popular genre like in the popular genre I wouldn't say uh, Tibetan style is mm -hmm. there yeah I guess India is kind of the media giant mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You were talking about how it's kind of uh, the guy in the song is flirting. Just back to the song, the guy is kind of flirting with the girl. Mm -hmm. What is uh, is it typically a conservative um, culture as far as like guys and girls? I have I have no idea what it is. like. If a guy sees a girl, mm -hmm. is it normal for a guy to walk up and talk to a girl, or is there some? What are the what is the difference? You know, I I have no idea. So, if you had to tell someone who had you know no idea, which is me right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, as an insider, I never noticed those things. Like because um, because uh, 
uh, my my immediate uh, surrounding, I guess, like because um, I never thought like I would be so awkward or like you know. But uh, just uh, recently, uh, a friend of mine um, told like uh, was introducing me to his family um and then he was like saying like oh uh how do you uh say hello in nepal and i said um yeah we just say uh, do you do hug do you kiss like when you meet and so like yeah but in nepal like you know what do you do and i was like oh yeah we don't kiss and hug like you know whenever you meet somebody we don't do that so what do you do and we just do kiss like namaste um, so from a distance and uh -huh. immediately my my friend said like yeah if there's a, you know like a bunch of guys and a girl um you just go like sake sake you know your hands like like normal just, like, just yeah a handshake and then you say like hello 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 like you know and then to a girl you say like you step back and say like namaste or like you know just like nod a little <laughs> awkwardly so i was like yeah maybe <laughs> you're right <laughs> so it is it's a bit formal then maybe yeah yeah you can say that yeah hmm. um <laughs> yeah it's just funny to me how that flirting is not like a universal concept in any way so it's just interesting <laughs> to see you, you even hear you i feel like you feel a difference in the way people interact not even necessarily flirting but the whole idea of meeting someone new you know I don't know, like Irish people, I feel like they'll come, they'll come off as kind of cold. And then when you say hi to them, they'll talk to you for 15 minutes, <laughs> which is like, and then America can be kind of the opposite where people seem so friendly and then you try to talk to them and it's like, I don't know. Anyway. So I'm new at this interviewing, podcasting, the whole, the whole thing. I'm going to be honest here. At this point in the conversation, I made a less than suave segue to talking about the problems with menstruation huts in the rural parts of Nepal. It's a subject that needs more attention and care than I gave it and regretted bringing it up at all. This topic led us to talking about the caste structural system on which Nepali society is built upon, so I'm going to cut it to there. I remember like few of my friends uh, coming from a different uh, background, um, like we have caste system and... Uh, Sorry, what is it? Caste system, like... Um, okay, this is going to be <laughs> difficult to explain. <laughs> no worries. Um, okay, uh, like, uh, like the people are divided into different, like not class, but caste. Uh, like um, you are a Brahmin and there are like, you know, um, Chetris like who are like warriors and there are like, you know, um, uh, groups like where like businessmen and, you know, like and then another group like the lowest one who are like the workers like, you know, so the, so people are like, you know, divided into to to these like groups for let's say, right. And then. So Brahmins are like, you know, the highest priest class, like, so there are like certain number of people like, you know, which has like, again, different, uh, 
like it, it again divides like you know uh, into it, it's complicated <laughs> i don't know how to say but it's 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 just um we have different class systems and we have different rituals and different uh, uh, traditions of doing things so i come from sutra i don't know like uh, <laughs> i don't even know what uh, i'm fr- i belong to newar which is uh, not brahmin but uh i think business group <laughs> this is going to be so bad if somebody listens to me then <laughs> uh, no you're fine <laughs> okay um okay <laughs> so so brahmins are like very strict about all these things so i had like friends coming from you know that background um and their parents would uh, not to that extent that they have to live outside um but uh, they might have to sleep on the floor like have a separate ba- bed this is the lowest uh no no, no. the highest oh, the highest wait so sleep outside what uh like uh, um i mean like it's always like you know when when you are rich and powerful you you always tend to follow like the traditions and you get like more in that way because you can you do it because you can kind of right uh, so so um so i had like i remember like having few friends who would go through those kind of things and i would say would find it like really you know uh strange that they have to do that when i visit, would visit them like they can't eat with all of us they have to eat separately kind of like those kind of things you have you you can't sleep on your bed if you sleep uh, then you have to wash everything because um like it, it's uh, it's about like menstruation is uh, like you it's about like bad blood going out so it's uh, you're untouchable kind of like you can't enter the temple you can't do any ritual things if there is a big festival you can't attend that if, if you are having your menstruation yeah yeah <laughs> okay so i have two questions one i'm uh it's interesting to me that the highest class is is typically the one practicing this sleep outside sleep on the floor like oh uh, not exactly sleep outside the sleeping outside the, the the thing that you heard in the news like where like people are sleeping in the hut like you know uh girls um uh that's not from the highest class but um but um they they the what i me- meant by like saying a uh, high class would like you know um caste and not class actually not you know rich people only like the those classes caste in the caste system like you know these brahmins um, coming from like you know priest background like you know they won't be only priest like they in 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 that caste also there would be like again uh, divisions of like you know who's doing what like you know there's priest and then like there's like somebody doing like uh, some official things and then like you know education like uh, no things or like those kind of uh, divisions again but um um i forgot what it was <laughs> oh i guess why the highest class would do that but you're saying it's not necessarily always the highest class yeah mostly like you know when people are like uh, like let's say class wise like you know they are rich they 
tend to um, uh, stick to their roots and then would be like very rigid, like, you know, very strict and and uh, not to uh, otherwise, you know, not adjust to like the changes uh, because they don't have to because they can, you know, they can do whatever has been, uh, you know, there for ages and and that's my personal experience, I would say. Like, you know, I always found, like, um, like um, the marriage, uh, you know, system, like, uh, also, like, you know, when when uh, I would, I, I always, like, uh, met, like, people from, like, you know, middle-class families or, like, you know, working-class families that they would um, be, like, more flexible with uh, all these rituals, and, like, you know, marrying outside the class, own caste and all and uh, and uh, people who are like uh, very very rich and they they can you know they they demand to be like you know oh we are like this and we want to maintain that so we are not doing this you know kind of so uh, that's that could be my personal um yeah experience well so i'm wondering is it possible that the caste system, it, can you, is this a physical, like, appearance? Or what do you mean by caste? Is it, like, a government, like, place name, identifier, like, or is it just the society revolves around, you know, like, oh, you know, he has this job, so he is this. Like, what makes someone, besides their occupation, like, or is it just their occupation, maybe? Mm, I think it was, I don't exactly... I am so, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, like, because I'm really bad at these things. Um, I, um, like, it was divided like that by some king. Um, seriously, if my parents, parents hear this interview, they go Honestly, like, what it. the hell? <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> but it was divided by some king, like, um, he divided like uh, like people, his people into like, okay, you know, like this people uh, would be like, you know, doing this job. Like, so he divided like, you know, into four main groups. And then from there, like, you know, inside that group also, like they there are like more divisions. So I can talk about, let me give like example of my own caste. So I belong to Newar uh, um, uh, caste. And inside that also we have priest. So uh, priests are like um, Shakyas and uh, Josies and it's again like you know e even like the, the, the this caste like my Newar uh, I come from Newar uh, uh, background and that is also divided into two like there are like Buddhist Newar and there are, there are like uh, Hindu Newars and um, so it's all like mixed like Buddhist Newar has they have like their own priest and we uh, like I come from Hindu Newar, uh, so I have like we have like a different priest. So our priest uh, caste would be Joshi or something like that, and uh, Buddhist Newar's uh, 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 priest would be Bajracharyas and Shakyas, I think. I think, and they are also like Shakyas are also like gold. Um, like they do business, you know. They, they they are like they work with gold. So so uh, like. Um, I'm Shrestha, so Shrestha is like comes from uh, below uh, the priest level, or and Shrestha is also in Nepali uh, means like the highest. So 
so I don't know. Like I came to realize all these things way later. I had no clue of like caste and you know where I come from. I, like um, my parents, parents they don't raise me. They didn't raise me like that at all. So I came to know about all these things when I started uh, just recently. I would say when when uh, all these ethnomusicology questions started to come. Really? So I started to you know like okay okay like you know. I would interview people and then find out like, oh, okay, like they would get get offended because I would not know, you know, the cultural, our culture, like it kind of thing. So, so yeah, so it's divided. Like in, in Newar also, like there are like people who are like doing business, like I would say Tuladers and, you know, like uh, these are business group, like, you know, so they do hardcore, like trade into trade. And then like there are like, people who are musicians and very low working class. So musicians are probably just like yes, just yes. the lowest of the low. <laughs> they could be untouchable also like they you, you are not allowed to touch kind of they they are not allowed not you are not they are not allowed to come in certain places kind of. Whoa, why the musicians? Yes, yes. Why why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so uh, strange uh, that uh, I never realized uh, I would experience uh, something like that. Um, like my uh, my school, um, like where I did my undergrad. Um, it, it's it's so amazing that how uh, this place was established and how it's running and functioning, and all the the staffs they're working like most of the staffs are from the local you know there are local musicians and the um and the, uh, and this uh, professor like german professor professor um his name is Gert matthias wagner uh-huh. and um he uh he what he did is like you know he he established this department and and uh, encourage like local people from that place to to you know musicians to uh, uh, come and teach in that university, and and we have like um, teachers you know like so cool like the the experience is so different like to to learn from them so we learn these um, traditional instruments like drums and and sarangi and all these from local people and. They are not like teachers, teachers, right? They are like local professional uh, uh, musicians, like from musician background, like the mm-hmm. cast, right? And then they are teaching. And and one of the, uh, even our, um, the, the guard in the school uh, is also a musician. And he was studying, he's this young guy um, and very hardworking and very you know charming and so friendly and he he um he is like one of the like the only like uh the last generation of that uh that instrument like jugi musician they they say so um so his dad was doing that and he is the last one who who is like playing that instrument so so we used to hang out together, right? And uh, after, like, you know, um, like hanging out so many times also, I never noticed that, you know, we are, I would, you know, like, 
we are different or any in any ways right so we were we used to hang out we used to go out uh, to have tea together so there was one restaurant where we all went like with friends and then he was also there and all of us were having tea outside and um um uh again like the other guy from the same place um uh, he he, w- he was doing his masters there so he was called inside um and then he was asked that um either you have to leave you all have to leave or you know uh, or just ask that guy to leave uh, that the musician uh, friend right the guy yes and he came outside and and he he told us and we were all like you know what the hell like you know how can he do that like you know he doesn't want any business like we will stop coming here and we were like we were like um like me and my other friends who were coming from like you know not from that place but from uh, uh Kathmandu like you know we're like totally not understanding like what the hell like what's his problem you know totally furious and <laughs> and um and these guys like were so understanding you know they were like the guy uh, who was called inside was from a different um caste i think like um like a little bit higher class but it's still like musician and um he he came outside and very calmly said that to us and the guy who was uh, you know whom to whom it was addressed to like Maybe you know the guard, the guard guy, yeah. he just took it very nicely like you know he was i think he was but of course i mean like i i th- I can only think that he was offended of course right yeah, was it, was this a caste thing is yes, that yes yes because he belonged to a very low caste caste uh, uh he belonged to uh, um uh, no like the caste who who is I don't know exactly but like very low like they they have something to do with uh, cleaning or or uh, yeah or being a security guard kind of thing it, that in that way like no like you know mm. even like you know a, a a brahmin person from uh like the very high caste uh, person but very low uh, very poor uh, can be a guard mm. uh, that, that it doesn't have to do with anything with that being a guard and but um caste wise like he belonged to to a caste who is a super caste or like you know and especially who plays that that instrument that particular instrument that that is like bizarre to me i don't know um like you like i feel how you probably felt at the time where you kind of just like what yeah yeah but i was uh, mostly like i was very surprised to see their reaction like because it was so normal and natural to them like you know they didn't took it uh, as we were like you know we had nothing to do with it but still like you know being part of it and knowing him as a friend like we were like this like th- is, this is still happening we were like so so you know it it kind of hurt like you know um, this could be still happening and we experienced that but to to uh, seeing those two guys like you know um kind of like taught me a little like how you you actually um um adapt and you know understand uh, you know and then slowly embrace the change like not 
like force yourself to change like you know or have change i'm not saying like they are not raising their voice to like you know say like oh like we want equality or like you know but uh, they had that i don't know that calmness and that's that decency to appreciate what what's around and slowly move with that and i kind of like that hmm. It is intense when you realize people are still doing things that you thought were long over. Yeah. Um, I don't know if <clears throat> do you consider that wrong or what do you think it is wrong that they asked this guy to leave because he was part of a different class or is it kind of like, you know, it's part of society is it I cuz I don't know the situation at all, you know. Is it Do you think it is a facet of inequality or would you say it makes sense for the context of like what Nepal society is like built on? So you're saying it's great that he was like very respectful and kind about it. Now he's kind of moving along in society um knowing that you know, what happened to him might not be, isn't ideal at all for his, you know, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm asking is, uh, would you like to see that change or is that something you are fine with? I don't know if that's a... Of course, I'm not fine with that. Like, you know, to see somebody go through that, it's very humiliating. I mean... you know somebody would not want you or like ask you to you know like i can't even imagine like how it must feel to them like you know uh they don't have to do that i mean i don't think like uh, that guy like that friend if he would come out from that locality and go somewhere else nobody would know that and he wouldn't face that same thing in in the capital like in in kathmandu but um but in that small place where he came from everybody knew him so in that place uh it, it happened so it's not like everywhere it's it's happening but again it's the matter of like being known right so if if somebody knows that um i'm i would say like in even in like few small places like small tea shops like you know people we might find people who are like very conservative and would not like appreciate that or um let's say like uh, not only uh, uh tea shops or like you know like that but um i think uh he would face i mean like uh, he would encounter people being like that and going to like houses like like let's say if i invite him to my house right if i have a very conservative family then they would not like it mm. they would not want to share the same um same um glass or you know kind of like that it's it's so strange not that my family does that they <laughs> that's why i'm so poor at these things i don't know anything but um but uh, i think that would happen even mostly when he would go inside somebody's like house Hmm. than a public place um 
that public place like even the guy was like you know uh, the, the the tea shop owner he was like saying i'm so sorry but you know people who come here would mind that my other customers would not like that so i i have to do this in that way Can so ask him to leave yeah so we said like okay we all leave with him like you know we're not going to come so we were like all being angry but then i thought for a while like you know um of course it's very very sad but um i was just amazed by how those two guys handled that situation and not made us feel like you know really bad and just took it silently and that was amazing for me hmm. but uh i'm not saying that they are not doing anything they are just being suppressed and sitting there crying there you know i'm not saying that they are doing it like one is doing masters like he he's now teaching in in that university already and another guy is like he he is he just joined a um, um uh he's doing bachelor's in ethnomusicology in that same uh, you know the god guy so so see how they are and these guys you know they traveled already like you know they have traveled around with um the professor i mentioned uh, they are cuz they are like this in this um band uh, uh, uh like the group uh, master drummers of nepal so they have like you know been to like germany and like so many different places already and they go back to the same small town right and they continue and there i think i would say like their action against that is making themselves educated and uh, not like you know um questioning you know their society and all but just making the change in their own in their life mm. uh, in that way that would i would say like they are doing something and which you know i'm so proud that like this guy who was just uh, uh, uh i think when i uh, he was doing his ninth grade or something he was hesitant like oh maybe i can maybe i can't like you know and we all said like you can do it we will all help you and he would like sit in the uh, main door and with his like maths problem or english problems and then like ask us one by one like can you tell me this that it, like that he finished his uh, 12 uh, level like uh, plus he did his plus 2 okay. and now he joined the college and that's so amazing <laughs> that's awesome i know <laughs> it's really cool um you were saying so he's doing a bachelor in ethnomusicology now mm-hmm. which i might add pusha and i are both doing masters in ethnomusicology right now I totally know this is your opinion. But so where do you think Nepal is at? So I'm my guess would be you're going to head back after you're done with your degree here in Dublin. Um where do you think Nepal is headed? Do you think it'll be different when you get back? Uh do you think <laughs> maybe it won't be where, where do you think uh it is and kind of where it's headed? Oh my god. <laughs> um keep in mind You're talking to someone who knows next to nothing about <laughs> Nepal, like next to nothing. Well, it's again like, you know, um, 
very um would be very again like a very personal um um yeah opinion um i would i would like to say that yes i would i would see changes because now um what i feel is like everybody is you know like trying to do something like you know they i mean like it's a very laid back place as is according to my personal experience and you know um it's a very very laid back place it's there's a good thing about it and there's a very bad thing about it right being a laid back place but it's a very chill place you know um uh, but uh, i can see many people are are you know like uh, working really hard for change of uh, to bring some change in especially in like in, in the system like how everything works over there and and um health wise education wise and everything like politics especially um but uh, but because of the the this this i don't know nepali um uh, uh, I, nepali people are just chill people i would say you know they, they're like okay this happened okay we'll see you know everything is okay and happy uh, this is the thing that i noticed after the earthquake like people are you know like from everywhere taking interviews and and everybody like kind of mentioned it even after the earthquake like you know people like they, those people were you know like they were like interviewing those people who had lost everything and still those people when they they were you know when they were talking they were saying like they were some were crying of course right but there were like people who were saying like yeah we lost everything but you know what to do kind of like you know it's okay <laughs> so um there's always like you know what you to what you look at and you see and what you get from there and and again from there there it gets like very personal again and i see like that laid backness that okay it's okay it's bad it's sad it's really really bad but it's okay hmm. you know that mentality kind of you know is is like a sense of gratitude yes, and everything yes so uh, in that way i would find nepal in the same place where i left I want to thank Pooja Shrestha for talking with me about a lot more than music and having such a kind heart. Also thanks to Taylor Sullivan on the violin in that introduction and Ingrid Lockia. This has been the Arl Gage Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh,